knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I'm there for the pack out. You just got to pack me in. Committed to the bow early on. Like, I love getting close and putting up. You cover a range of stuff on here, too, right? Like, we call this the uh, the THP World Headquarters. You know, my grandpa Roy Weatherby. I came into, like, that golden little pocket where there was, like, four or five different bowls. Just... You're Canadian? We're doing yeah, a Canadian I... podcast? My name's Douglas Fogg. I'm Robbie Denning. Roy Gandy. Thumb, kind of. If you take your thumb and you put your thumb up to it like, like this here, and you kind of measure, if you kind of measure the the width basically mm-hmm. with your thumb, you're not measuring the whole width of the reed like from the edge here to here. You just want to know this part here to here. So what you're feeling for is the actual frame that's inside there, because there'll be aluminum frame in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if I have one not built. Just give me one sec here. Okay, so here's a frame. That's what the frame looks like. So what you're measuring for is this outside edge here to here. And you're trying to, you're basically using your thumb to do that. And if you, of course, you're going to have tape on it. So you got to take that into it a little bit. But if your thumb fits pretty even with that that's the size frame you're going to be if all of a sudden you put your thumb up to say here i'm going to pull this one apart yeah because i know for me uh starting out if i didn't have the right read size i just yeah. i put one on and then i could almost make every noise right out of the gate versus others you get a lot of air getting past and it gets harder it feels yeah. you're like really laboring for even cow calls yeah exactly yeah so you can see this one here obviously my thumb is way way bigger than what this one is mm-hmm. so this would like if i throw this one in my mouth it gets lost up in my palate because i have a really not high pallet, but it's flat and wide. So that's why when I throw this one in, you know, this one fits my thumb pretty good to where the frame would be. Awesome. So, so that's kind of one quick thing you can do at the store. Just put your thumb up to it and, and have a quick look. And what I do is, you know, press on the tape so that you can definitely see where the frame is. That's how wide it's going to be. So perfect. 
So yeah. that's kind of just a quick little gauge. I mean, everybody's thumb is a little bit different size. But once you do it a couple times, you're going to see exactly what I mean. And you're going to be like, okay. And then from there, while you're at home, take your thumb. So you know how big your thumb is. Put it up in your palate. Like that. Like literally touch the roof of your mouth. And then go side to side. So. And what you want, like on me, I have about an eighth of an inch on each side when I go back and forth. My thumb isn't touching my upper molars instantly. I have to go back and forth a little bit. So that's going to give you a really good idea. You know, as soon as you go to the store now and put your thumb up to it and go, okay, well, dang, that's going to be pretty close. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'll save you 15 bucks, you know, buying one just to go, huh, get it home and go, man, that thing doesn't even fit. What a waste of money, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great tip. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about the bull sounds. You know, everyone's favorite. It, like, I, I feel like everybody, as soon as they pick up a bugle tube, they just want to rip. They yeah. just want to rip bugles and rip, uh, you know, chuckles and all this stuff. But let's just start out basically from the basics of like, now that we learn how to make, you know, make sounds with our 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 reed, we know how to make cows cow sounds, calf sounds. We know how to use apply the bugle tube. Let's talk yep. a little bit about how we make the bull sounds. Okay. And so, we don't need to go through them. I think, you know, just the regular bugle. And then later on, at you know, in the next, the very end, we'll, we'll maybe just apply a sure. chuckle. And I think that's sure. probably good, you know, an overload for everybody. Like I said, yeah. you just going to take a lifetime to learn, you know, lip balls and all these advanced calls. Oh, yeah. So what I'll show you, um, it's something we call the siren. It takes you from making a tone on this reed to be able to have a cow sound and a bull sound. So the siren is you just put it on your tongue, you go all the way up to a high note, and then you come all the way back down. And you take a big breath when you're doing it. So clean your spit. Big breath in, fill your diaphragm. And then I want you to do this. Basically, you start very low, go up to a high note, come all the way back down, end at that low note again. So, and then from there, to get the cow sound, you start shortening it. So, you just start squishing it down. So, So see how I took the siren? I just squished mm-hmm. it right down to a cow call. And it's nice okay. too to gauge it how you gauge it there, like on a linear scale, because then you can yeah. really you can really get an understanding from your hand how you're applying pressure, and then when you're coming back down from that pressure yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the key to it. Now everybody says, well, how do you get a bugle out of that? So remember, you're taking it up to the high note. From there, don't come back down. Now just end it with a. Rah! with their voice so it's, which which was the, yeah and then that part i found like that making that grunting noise yeah you know i what i did i just practiced making that grunting noise with the reed like just the regular just making yep. that and then because i've really struggled getting that out of the end of that sequence so you're going up high coming down and then like throwing that out there just like dropping it you know like yeah a drop. yeah 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 
So kind of practice it without the read even. Just, you know, force yourself to go, rah, rah. You know, some people can't do it. You know, I go to trade shows and I, I do seminars all the time and I get the crowd to do the, the grunt with me. And, you know, I'll say, okay, look, do a grunt. Rah. And they're, rah. you know, very yeah, wimpy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> throw it out there. It's like, yeah. get into it. Like, rah. use your, use your rough voice inside. Like, rah. so. Yeah. And I feel like, like this is something. It's definitely like any other muscle. You have to train it, right? And that's why I kind of wanted to start talking about these in February rather than talk about them, you know, when everybody usually does in the middle of August, two weeks away from the season. Because like any other muscle, you have to train it. And if you have to keep it up, and if you don't train it, you're going to – it's not going to work as good. And not only that, it's going to get tired. And if it's getting tired, then it's going to sound not as great. It's going to sound shitty, right? It's just like training, you know, like – Training for a marathon or training, yeah. you know, training for a bench press or yeah. anything, you have to you have to keep it up year round. You can't just you know not do it. Or same as shooting your bow, you can't just pull it out of your closet and expect yeah. to be great at it again, right? You have to yeah. constantly work at it, constantly, you know, just keep the muscles in shape. Yeah, the way I look at it, you got a partner that you're going out there elk hunting with for the most part. You don't want them to have to do all the calling. You want to be able to do your part and call for them as well. So. You got to, like you say, you got to take the read out. You got to put the work in. And you got to practice with it. Wear five or six of these out before even hunting season comes. You know, like oh, they yeah. don't last forever. It's like going to Tim Hortons, buying a coffee in the morning. This is your coffee in the morning. You know, just think of it that way. If you can wear five or six of these out by the time, you know, September rolls around, you're going to be well on your way to being a pretty good caller. So, so going into that siren going back to it, going to uh, changing to the bugle. So the siren goes up and then back down. So with your bugle, just go all the way up and like say, end it with a uh. And that's all you have to do. That's a perfect location bugle right there on its own. So you add that to a tube. Now you got a bugle, and if there's a bull out there within earshot and he hears you, good chance you're going to get a reply from that. Mm-hmm. So how does that different from, like, a challenge bugle? So a challenge bugle would be more, you'd go more into, like, a, a growl. Uh, advertising bugle has more of a growl on it. So there's different stages. So you got uh, a location bugle. No. Then an advertising bugle would be growly. Because no. advertising bugle, you're trying to sound awesome for the ladies. And then going into your challenge bugle, you'd be more aggressive. I'm going to switch to a different read because I'm going to push harder on it. So you're going to press harder on it. You're going to scream more into it. And you're going to be a lot more aggressive. So keep in mind, in the elk language, longer calls is nice and relaxed and nothing going on. As soon as you start making shorter and shorter calls, they get more aggressive. So so the cadence of the call. So like, yes. you, you see what you mean? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Think of it as uh, an emotional level. Normally, they start out at emotion zero, you know, mm-hmm. nothing going on, just cow talk, cow, cow talk, location, bugles. You know, talking to one, you know, one another. 
But if a bull comes into another guy's territory and he's he's closer to him, his bugle is going to be a lot more aggressive, a lot more sharp, and a lot shorter because he's he's talking to that bull as if that bull has cows. You know, it's just like you and me going out, and I see you got a pretty girlfriend, and maybe I want to see if I can have a crack at her or whatever. I'm going to challenge you to, you know, to a fight kind of thing is, you know, what Joel Turner talks about guys going to the bar all the time and watching bar fights. So it's basically things start getting more aggressive and heated and, and that's how the elk language kind of goes, you know, it goes level, level, level. Gotcha. So, so basically it would be, you get more aggressive with it. You're pressing harder on it. I'm pressing more air out. Throw your voice in a little bit more. You can do the growl or you can do a lip ball. It doesn't really matter. Just the trick is be more aggressive and hammer it out there and end with that little, like, almost like it's ferocious sounding at the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That, that's more That's more of a challenge bugle. So Yeah. Okay, cool. So now let's put this all together. So um, let's talk a little bit about what calls to use and when to use them. So let's just start with, I think maybe we'll just go through the same sequence we did building up to where we are now. Let's talk about like cow and calf calls. When's a good time to use those and when's not a good time? So good time for a cow and calf is all year round. They're doing normal, like even right now they're out there. The herds are in Alberta, they're they're herded up big time. They're two and three hundred right now. So if you go out there in the morning and you're you know pretty pretty close to them, you're going to hear them chippering back and forth all the time. So you can never go wrong ever with a cow and calf call. Um, the only time I kind of shy away from a cow sound is when it's you know September 10th on. I'm kind of careful using a cow call after that uh, because those bulls they usually have have a herd rounded up already and the girls are now leading the whole, the whole, the whole tribe basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're walking down a game trail and you just willy nilly throw out a cow call, those other girls that are over there hearing you, they're going to round up and they're going to take their bull over the next ridge. Just, it's one of those things where it's the new kid in school. Um, you kind of have to pay your dues, you know, when you're a new kid in school before you're accepted into the little clicks. It's the same thing while walking through the cow woods down the cow trail, making a cow sound. They're going to hear you nine times out of 10. It's the girls that lead the pack and they're going to literally go out the back door on you. And then that bull's going to keep bugling to you, but now you've turned that bull into a runner. And we've all had that where they're going over the next ridge, but you still bugling yeah. and you think, okay, I'm going to close the distance. I moved up 200 yards. You cow call to him again, and he bugles again, but now he's 300 yards. Oh, yeah. man, I got to move faster. So you cover another 250 yards, cow call to him again. Now he's 400 yards away. He, he bugles back, but now you're going, man, what do I got to do? Like, they keep going away. Put your cow call away. Yep. Switch to a bugle. Okay. Yep. And the only way to really turn those, you have to sound very, very aggressive more so than what the bull they have already for those cows to want to turn back and go, okay, dang, that dude sounds really awesome. Maybe we should give him a chance to go have a look at him. 
So oh, that's the only way to turn that herd back around and stop that bull from going away and away. So in that instance, I'm walking down the trailhead. I'm throwing cow calls out. They respond back to me. I do yeah. it again. The, bu- the, the bull responds back to me again. But now all of a sudden, I keep it going, and I realize that they're walking away from me. Yeah. Pull your bugle tube out. Hammer that. Now, okay, now let's talk about that a little bit. In that scenario, what kind of bugle should we be doing? I would be doing what's called the advertising bugle. So it's and one that's step. the one we already went through previously. Yep. It's basically one step up from your location bugle. The only difference is you're shortening it up just a little bit and you're growling at the end. So location bugle, there's no growl at the end, maybe just slightly, but nothing really aggressive. So that's your basic location. Now advertising, you're going to short it and you're going to growl. And a lot of times I like to growl at the start of it as well. So, so now you've got kind of more aggressive at the start you go into that high note so they're hearing you and then you finish it with that growl and when you're out in the bush really put everything you got into it like try to sound as awesome as you can because you got to remember you're doing the advertising bugle because you're trying to advertise how awesome you are to the females if they think you're awesome, they're going to come and have a look at you. If they think, oh, he sounds like a little spiker dink, he's not, they're not going to turn and come and look at you, right? So, Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.